0: What do you do when your what is there, but you're not quite sure about the why in today's podcast? I'm talking to Danielle Prawl and she's sharing with us how she overcame obstacles to find her brand success. Welcome to PB and style the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. Hello, everyone. It is Andrea Patrick, your host of PB in Style. and I am so excited to have on the podcast with me today, Miss Danielle Prawl. Is that right, Danielle?
1: that is right yeah.
0: yeah i'm excited thank you so much for being here um guys i am telling you the power of social media is real because i was on instagram and danielle i came across her or she came across me i liked her she liked me i don't remember but god knows it. she just has a wealth of information to share she is a coach as well and she um is just a plethora of information that I pray we can all just soak up today and so Danielle welcome 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 how are you
1: I'm good thank you thank you for having me I'm really excited
0: absolutely so we're gonna dive right in Danielle I'm gonna read um, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and uh, read your bio so that they will know exactly who they're listening to today and then we'll dive right into the questions okay it sounds great okay guys. It. Danielle is an author, entrepreneur, and success coach for female entrepreneurs. She helps them build a business and life they truly love with digital business strategies, with courses, and mindset principles. Her first book, Divorce, Drinking, and Dating, I love the title, guys. Love it! Chronicles her journey from having her life demolished overnight to building a life and business on her own terms. That book will be available to purchase in February of 2018. Again, welcome, Danielle. Let's just dive right in. You already mentioned in your bio that there was a difficult set of circumstances. And I just want to know from you, sort of kind of from that, how were you shaped? Like what is what is this business that you that you formed, this coaching, this success um coaching service for female entrepreneurs? Tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah I would love to so um, basically I think it's hard to justify as people like what we do in in a term right and we're all attached to these titles or things and so success coach for me was just something that kind of made sense and for a lot of people I feel like they don't maybe even know what that means but what it means to me is I get to help other female entrepreneurs really build like I said or you said so beautifully a life in business Business that they really love and that can look like a lot of different things with business strategies and automation but where it really came from is I was actually involved in a relationship and ultimately a marriage where I really put my spouse's career first and I helped build mm. his career and um, he, it, it's a long story obviously I wrote a whole book about it but He disappeared basically overnight and just never came home and left me with nothing. Mm. So I was at a point where I had to really rebuild my entire life over again at the age of like 27, which thanks, thank God I was still young. You know, it's not Mm. like I was, you know. At the age where I couldn't find another job or find another career like I, I still had time but I had invested a lot of time and energy into this relationship and the other person and it really spoke to me in my soul in a way that I was like okay. I don't ever want any other woman, especially, to go through what I went through, and I think that it's important that we build careers and lives for ourselves that really fill us up, and, like, it doesn't have to be hard, it doesn't have to be scary, it doesn't have to be overwhelming and, like, hustle, 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 and this and that, but it needs to be something that fills us up that we can always rely on. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so important as females that we have something like that for ourselves to where no one can ever take it from you.
0: That's so true. And that's
1: really where it came from.
0: Wow, that is amazing. You're absolutely right. And I think that the power of um like tapping into who you are from the get-go. I think you you had to be a strong person from the get-go in order to be able to bounce back and come up with that because a lot of women you know, going through that same set of circumstances could just ball up, you know, and just be paralyzed with fear and just the inability to function because they didn't know what to do next. But the fact that you were able to transition into an amazing, successful um, coach um, just proves your resilience and just your ability to um, really think outside the box and make good decisions for your future. And that's just awesome. I think... Tons of women can learn from that experience. Unfortunately, you know, your circumstances are not unique to you, and other women are finding themselves in that same position, which is just awesome that you're here to sort of share your story and give them a light sort of at the end of the tunnel. So I appreciate that.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that we go through things and sometimes you find a way to turn it into something great. And I think that's really the lesson. And it's so funny. I always wanted and helped people build businesses and I always wanted to be a coach and I was always really attracted to it, Mm -hmm. but I I think I knew the what, I just never really knew the why. And that situation Uh really gave me the why behind why I wanted to be that. And so it actually Mm -hmm. was a catalyst to allow me to step into that more fully. So as devastating and terrible as it was, it really shaped and gave me, um, I guess, soul behind what I want to do.
0: You know, it's funny you say that um, because one of the things that I talk to my customers, my clients about is tapping into their influences and because I really believe that what influences us shapes our decisions and I actually start my clients off way, way early, but what you're saying, this um, experience you had is just proof that when you have a situation that has influenced your life in such a way, you can, like you said, basically you know make lemonade out of lemons so you didn't know why you had this desire you you knew the what but you didn't know how or the why behind it and i think that like you said the circumstances sort of propelled you like you said a catalyst to take those next steps to do what it is you were meant to be and step into your true why um so you just said that just beautifully so i want to know when you are when you're coaching women um what are some of the challenges that you see them running into? Are they struggling with uh, tapping into their true why and understanding the purpose behind their passion, or uh, or is there something else? Like, what are you seeing out there?
1: Yeah, for me, I think um, a lot of the people I work with have already had somewhat of success right they've already built a sizable business and Mm -hmm. they're really trying to just reach that next level and for me I think sometimes getting those types of people out of their head and out of so much of the strategy Mm -hmm. even though a lot of it what I do is strategy it doesn't come from the place of okay well This person said you have to have a five email sequence and then, you know, this has to be evergreen and this is what you have to say on your webinars and this is Mm -hmm. how you pitch. I want to get them away from that. And it's so hard because I think they see other industry leaders following a certain model or Mm -hmm. a certain way of doing things and then they all start doing it and they all start sounding the same. Mm -hmm. And I understand we all get like our influencer, our, you know, motivation from somewhere and a lot of it's following people who've come before us but I like to empower them to know like who you are Exactly. like being is better than doing right so who you are is where your message should come from if you want to write 25 emails to someone about something I want them to do that if they want to write one powerful email and scrap everything else like I want them to do that so it's just empowering them to be themselves within their business instead of following industry models.
0: Absolutely. You're so right. So that's a big challenge because that's one that I see also. Um, and that's why I feel like we both have – we will not be short of work anytime soon <laughs> because so yeah. many people tap into that um, – that uh, you know, they want to – what do you call it? Imitate instead of interpret you know, like you can, you can see, like I, I encourage my clients to go, you know, find your entrepreneurial crush, but realize that they're successful because they were authentic. They did it their way. You know, they're true to themselves and people are connecting with them. If you try to do what they're doing, then you're not being yourself. And people, people realize that. So that is a big challenge. A what are we ch-
1: challenge?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what other challenges do you see them facing when you're coaching?
1: I would say just um kind of figuring out what ideas they need to take action on, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of them have so many ideas and things that they want to accomplish, but sometimes going from point A to point B and getting to that end goal, like they know where they want to be, they just don't know the steps to get there. And mm-hmm. sometimes they get down this rabbit hole of like, well, I need to be, you know, blog posting every day and engaging in my Facebook group and going live and posting on Instagram <laughs> and this and that, and they get so caught up in the busy world that they're not taking actual actionable steps that affect their bottom line. So I think just helping them kind of clarify, like, okay, well, why are we doing these things (laughs) is is sometimes hard.
0: I know they do get kind of bogged down. That is so true. So what suggestions then are you giving them um, in terms of just being authentic? You know, how are you – like what types of things are you telling them to do? Give us some of your pearls.
1: Sure, yeah. I say, I always, I, I watch this interview and it's so crazy, it was with Oprah. And I love her. She's amazing. But Absolutely. she says that she, yeah, she's always led from intention, right? And like, mm. who she is. And I think that can be a great pearl of wisdom for anyone. So I know that there is visibility that's important, and getting out there is important, and creating content is important because it allows people to know who you are. Mm -hmm. However... You need to be doing things that you enjoy, right? So if you enjoy posting on Facebook, then that's what you should be doing. If you enjoy writing blog posts, then write blog posts. But use one of the other to repurpose and post across the other platforms that maybe you don't enjoy. That way you're really maximizing that energy right instead of just like oh i have to write this blog post like who says it can't be easy and you can't just (laughs) you know do a facebook live if that's what you like get it transcribed and have it posted on your website like who says you can't do that right that's
0: so true danielle i'm gonna tell you i mean this is a lesson i've recently learned myself so i can like put a stamp of approval on that for sure because i love to write i consider myself to be a halfway decent writer but I feel like I am better understood when I speak. People really feel and hear my passion about what I do when they can hear me and when they can or or when they can see me and so just this year, and really just toward the latter part of this year, I've started to do Facebook Live, and I started this podcast because I can actually be heard and seen, and people can you know, like really the passion in what I'm trying to convey and so you're absolutely right because I've wrote blog posts forever and they weren't bad they're were good blog posts but it just wasn't my passion and I find it very difficult to do so you're absolutely right in that. I love those tips that's awesome. That is so awesome guys you guys are getting some good stuff here if um if Danielle didn't tap on something a nerve and I don't know what's wrong you better check your pulse because this is a true issue for tons of entrepreneurs out there because, if you know, we're struggling, a lot of us, um, because we are, like you said, either trying to imitate someone or we're bogging ourselves down doing things that we think we should be doing instead of the true work of, you know, the passion of what it is that we wanted to do, of our purpose. Um, So who inspires you to continue um, on your quest to do business?
1: you know that is a great question um (laughs) i think a lot of like industry leaders that i do see kind of breaking the rules that are slightly like rebellious and kind of speaking through the heart um, i find like if i'm triggered by what they say it's normally because i'm either not doing enough of that or Mm -hmm. I'm trying to avoid being what they're being and I kind of let that lead me so I mean it could be books it could be like like how we found each other someone on social media but um, at the heart of it I'd say you know I have a little daughter she definitely motivates me to keep going Mm -hmm. and um, my own mom you know she's always been a strong successful female who's overcome a lot and I think um, finding those personal and professional people that you like to look up to doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it their way but there's something about the way they're doing it right Mm-hmm. and Absolutely. i find that to be a huge influence like there is this girl i ran across who i actually um is a mentor to me now i mean i'm constantly learning and have my own coach as well mm-hmm. um But she comes from this place, like I mentioned earlier, of letting things kind of be easy and getting out of your own head because as strategic people, I think we come up with all these rules that things Mm -hmm. have to be a certain way or um, your course has to look a certain way or Mm -hmm. you have to have this or that and when you kind of get away from that and you start thinking, like, okay, let's make this fun, right? Like, what <laughs> about right. this lights me up? <laughs> then the real work can come through you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, the beauty of it.
0: You're absolutely right about that because going back to what I've learned recently, that goes that goes into what you said about meeting on social media is that I, I, the last interview I did was with a content writer, And uh, she had mentioned that she had gotten tons of her business on Facebook. And so I reached out to her and I was like, okay, um, how is that working for you? You know, I'm trying to like teach other people and, you know, I do a lot of like in-person things and, you know, I'm trying to grow my business online. But um, so I wanted to ask her about it. And basically out of the conversation, I told her, I said, you know, I can talk to anybody about anything just about. I said, but on social media, it is very difficult for me because I'm not sure how much of myself to let in. I was I was wondering if there was some sort of a protocol, right, that we were supposed to use to reach out to people and talk to people and engage. And so I was, like, not doing a lot of it for fear that I, was gonna, I would do it wrong like, once I started it. And, right. And so she just got on me, and she was like, Just be you, you know, however you do it. You know, if you were at a live networking event, do that on social media. And I was like, oh, okay, so there's no, there's no, like, Processed. Like you said, we're so driven to those webinars and everybody telling us how the podcast is supposed to look and telling us what the um, course is supposed to look like and all the elements. You know, everybody's given their two cents. And so I I myself had become sort of programmed to believe that everyone that was successful on social media had some sort of a protocol that I wasn't privy to. And it it, it prevented me from really stepping out. And it wasn't until um uh, recently that I said, you know what, I'm just gonna if I like her, I'm gonna say, hey, and that's what I've been doing. That's how I met you. So it really worked out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. You know, I think people can tell when you are being authentic and there's these picture perfect people in the industry and I think that was kind of the way it was going for a while. Mm-hmm. If you would see them and they'd be dressed up, you know, in this perfect outfit, walking down a city street holding their laptop and that exactly. was their like imagery, right? And they're like, oh, learn how I built my 20 million Mm -hmm. figure business overnight after living in my mom's garage. And (laughs) that's what people were attracted to. And now I think you see so much of it, that having someone come out and just be like, hey, this is me, this is who I am, and this is how I can help you. If that resonates with you, then, you know, let's do it. Um, I think that's kind of where the industry is going for online entrepreneurs is just more authenticity because people can tell when you're being authentic. And they're more drawn to that than like a picture-perfect thing because all of us have problems and struggles. and seeing someone overcome those rather than transcend them, it's mm-hmm. more human, right? And exactly. we can identify with it. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's the hard part. We see these beautiful, perfect things on social media and we're like, oh, God, it has to be like that, right? Even I, I do it sometimes. I'm like, oh, this picture is not the best, like, you know. How, I, I need to wait till I have something Instagram worthy to post but well, girl, at the end gosh, of the day gosh,
0: look at her Instagram because it's pretty perfect to me I love everything she's <laughs> on <following>
1: there so <laughs> thank you but sometimes it's true like the things that I forget about and I just post and write from the heart people mm-hmm. like them more than anything that I sat down and cookie cutter created and was like mm-hmm. oh I have to follow this this and this so it's so true just stepping away from those like rules Rules that we perceive to be true that nobody even wrote down in stone anywhere you know mm-hmm. just kind of doing your own thing
0: exactly exactly um, so a lot you've mentioned that a lot of your clients have been um, like sort of successful in their business and I don't know about what you're seeing but I'm wondering um, do they find that um, sometimes I get pushback with people who have been established in business because they really don't understand the, well, not they don't understand, but the idea of marketing um, is sort of um, like this thing that's not really necessary because they have got they got their they built their business on word of mouth or you know things of that nature. And so when you try to approach them or like when you're trying to talk to them about this. This authenticity thing—that's like connecting with your audience. Do you get any pushback from that? Are you seeing um, that as a trend in your area, or like what are you finding is the biggest—I um, don't know—pushback that you're getting from people?
1: Yeah, I do think that's that's a a point of pushback for sure. Um, luckily, a, a lot of people that I've started to work with have had successful businesses in their industry and then Mm -hmm. have said, okay, I would really like to take this online, right? I would really like to make this digital. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, I think they're more open to what I have to say, but then they all start to fall into the trap of, okay, well, I've been reading from this expert or that expert and Mm -hmm. this is what they suggest, so can we try it? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, we can try it, but I also want you to understand why you want to try it, right? Mm -hmm. Is it because it's what you want to do or what you want to say or because someone said you should? And so... I mean, it's it's understandable to want to try out what the experts are doing and things like that. So I'm, I'm always open to it. I don't shut them down or say, no, you're doing the wrong thing. But I try to bring it back to them and their core message. And if it resonates with them, then great. Maybe it is something that they should try. And sometimes, unfortunately, letting them try it and it not working out the best can be the mm-hmm. best teacher as well. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, maybe that didn't resonate so well, but what is your message like what do you think people need help with and how do we give them that
0: right do you think that they they want the success of the digital uh promotion right now you know how some people they oh yeah know, yeah they want to like well i've been doing i've been posting on social media every day for a week and i don't see anything you know do you see things like that
1: yes absolutely and you know i've been lucky enough to work with A lot of these entrepreneurs on their first launches and all of them knock on wood have have hit like a six-figure mark right okay good which is very impressive however the next time they come around and they should be so excited by that number and they're like okay I want to do you know 350,000 this time (laughs) or 600,000 this time and I'm like okay but we're following the same plans and the same steps Mm -hmm. of a six-figure launch what makes you think that that should be your goal. Now, you know, like, where, (laughs) where is the number coming from? Because there's great energetic goals and being like, Okay, this is what I want to make this year. But you also have to come from a place of gratitude. Like, I just made what some people don't even make in a year in a week, like, I need to take a moment and pause. Yeah, and be excited about that. And I don't need to take that goal now and just suddenly triple it without having something to back that up, right? Mm-hmm. So I find that to be to be a pitfall. Either people expect the success right away and they're really new to it and they don't understand it takes time because right. people have to know, like, and trust you. Exactly. And also, if they've hit a huge goal, then suddenly, you know, if they have a mastermind they go to and people are putting pressure on them or, like, I, I'm i not really sure, but they should be like, okay, six figures was awesome, like, let's see if we can hit that again instead of being like, all right, now I want a million. Let's just, I'm, I'm not satisfied, <laughs> you know.
0: Right. How what um you
1: know, you mentioned that your
0: clients were basically very successful but now they wanted to take their businesses digital. What are some like for those listening today, what are some tips you can give them um to make that transition a little bit easier? I mean, they may not be as successful as some of the clients you work with, they might be small businesses but they, you know, have a storefront or whatever and they're trying to make it more digital. I can think of someone right now who has a boutique, and I was meeting with her yesterday, and uh, she has, you know, she's got a small boutique, and she wants to, you know, get people in the door, but she wants to do her digital business as well. So what tips could you give for people like that?
1: I would say in anything that you're doing online, like, let it be easy, right? My mentor, Amanda Francis, she always says that. Let it be easy. And, um, if you're creating something and you're doing it, what is the path of least resistance to get it out there? Right? Mm. Because. Getting it done is better than perfect. So I think we caught up in like, oh, I need a website, and I needed this, and I need a course, and I need a platform, and I needed that, and I need a new CRM system to manage my email list. And you come up with all these things, and I need a Facebook page. Well, mm-hmm. those are all limitations that you're putting on yourself of why you can't be successful That's or so why you can't, you know, have this business or create it or grow it. That's so true. Sorry, this My baby just woke up one second. It's life, guys. Um, It happens. It's totally life, and her babysitter's just sick today, so you know. But um, basically, like the path of least resistance, right? I could have canceled this podcast, but I'm like, hey, we're going to get it done. (laughs) That's right. It's life, guys. Um, It happens. Yeah. Yeah. That and I think Facebook ads are a great place to start with brick-and-mortar businesses of people who are trying to get more people through the door or want to have some online business because the blanket marketing I don't think really works anymore. You can be really specific, right? And it's like shooting a gun into the ocean hoping you hit a fish or mm-hmm. you can have a bunch of fish in a barrel, right? That's right. So, um we have these amazing digital marketing platforms now and I think that just really getting over being scared to use them is number one. And then just making it super simple. If you don't have a website, you know maybe get a landing page and just put some information on it or Set up the Facebook page really simply. Just get it done and get it up. You can always revise it and make it more beautiful and perfect later. But just getting it done and getting yourself out there, it's like we think if it's not perfect and beautiful and um, seamless that people aren't going to buy from us and I've seen the people in the industry who don't even have websites that are like messaging people on Facebook like hey I can help you with that like do you want it and having these conversations (laughs) and then sending them a PayPal link you know it doesn't have to be complicated.
0: That's so true. That's so true. When you talk about Facebook ads, that has been a point of contention for me, I have to say.
1: There's something that I feel like we think like, Oh, I'll just throw up an ad and I'll I'll have it figured out and it'll be perfect but mm-hmm. it's something that takes constant almost finessing, right? And um experimenting. So it really it, does. It's totally a process. Yeah
0: totally so you shouldn't feel bad guys if the facebook ad didn't convert the way you wanted it to the first time just take that information and figure out and try something different <laughs> like danielle said Absolutely. it's a process it may not work the first time so guys we're going to take a quick break and when we come back from our commercial Danielle, it's going to give us a little bit more from her her style and how she likes to do business so we'll be right back hang up. something different to get a different result can be scary. If you're working hard and not seeing the results you want, it may be time for you to kick it up a notch. Kick up those efforts by grabbing my checklist today at andreapatrick.com forward slash kick it up a notch. Stop doing the same thing expecting a different result. Kick it up a notch. Okay everybody we are back it's PBN style and I've got with me my guest today Miss Danielle Prawl from California she says it's like 100 plus there today or yesterday
1: crazy it's October so hot
0: oh my gosh so we're so excited to have her because um like we said earlier Danielle is a coach a success coach for female entrepreneurs and so You guys, she's got, she gave us in the first half so many pearls of wisdom to share and to help us grow our businesses. Whether you are a small business or a large business who's already been successful, I feel like what she gave us in the first half will be very helpful in you growing your business and just really being able to operate it in an authentic way. And I'm so pleased that she shared all that with us. But now, dun dun dun, we're going to tap into Danielle's business and how she operates and what she likes and her strengths and how she overcomes her obstacles and things of that nature. So hold on tight, Danielle, because we're about to go for a ride, girl. (laughs) I'm
1: ready. Okay.
0: So I want to know from you, you mentioned, you know, out of this horrible set of circumstances, you were able to sort of see through and find your way to your purpose through your success coaching. And so... You had to start from square one. I want to know, how did you take that awful set of circumstances and use that experience to then connect with your audience in a way that resonated with
1: them? Yeah, that is a great, great question. Um, I think in the beginning I was really lucky, like I knew I wanted to do coaching. I knew that I wanted an online business. I've always known that. I just didn't know how to make it happen or how to go about it. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck, right? And I didn't want to make the first move because at the time I didn't really know how it worked and I didn't know how to get started. And I had a girlfriend who was a successful online virtual assistant, right? Mm. And I reached out to her and I just said, you know, I had helped her with some work in the past with some of her clients and she knew I was smart. We'd been best friends for years and I had actually ran a successful hair business before. So she knew I was smart oh, enough so to, to do with have it. a cosmetology
0: license too. That's awesome.
1: No way. Yeah, see, we could talk about that too. We could talk about that too, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt,
0: but that was really cool. Go ahead, I'm sorry. sorry.
1: Yeah, no, you're fine. So, um, we actually had worked at um, a hair salon together. She was my manager. So, um, yeah, she was just doing these great things in the online world, and I was like, listen, I don't know how and I don't know why but I know I want an online business. I have no idea where to get started. Like, can you help me? And she said, you know what? I can, but to be honest, you're going to do like the D-list work, right? Like I have people who need help um, with their support inboxes or who Mm -hmm. need help scheduling blog posts or like the very basic work that people start to outsource in their businesses. And Mm -hmm. I said, I don't care what it is. I will do it. So I started working for these other very successful online entrepreneurs, helping them with things that they didn't want to do, even though I felt at the time and knew it was way below what I could be doing. But I had no idea where else to start. And so I just sucked it up. I took all of my, you know, ego and places I had been, and I said, you know what, I will do the grunt work. I have no problem doing that if I learn through it. Mm -hmm. how to operate a business like this. And I did. And after doing that work for, you know, several months and really like working nonstop and learning as much as I possibly could through them and through outside sources, I started to really figure out, oh, I like doing this. I like doing that. I don't want to do it that way. This worked for this person. Let me try that.
0: Mm. And that's really
1: where I started to find like, my niche and my role. So instead of being so stuck on the way it had to look and how to be, I just said, "Screw it! I'm going to get started, and this is the easiest way to do it." Mm.
0: That's awesome. And I think yeah, I'm through me, that, like the the experience you had, you know, you were you were kind of like you had you felt like you had probably already been through the fire. It's like, okay, I want to do this, and now is my time. So I'm going to start here and learn it from the ground up. I think, yeah, and it
1: was, I mean, it was very humbling, but in, in another way, people think like, okay, I'm going to jump in this industry and I'm going to be, you know, a six-figure earner overnight. Tomorrow, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, no, I mean, you, you do, I think things can be easy and you can have amazing success out of nowhere. No one says you can't. However... Sometimes it does take some learning and some trial and error, and where you choose to do that's up to you. But for me, I didn't know where else to start, and it was a great opportunity to, for me to find out what was going on in the industry. Really, to learn, to
0: educate yourself.
1: Yeah, you're—I
0: mean, so awesome. I've been doing my business now for four or five years and it was a journey like you said I took a lot of jobs and did a lot of things to get to the point where I am now and be in confident and comfortable in the services I provide and like you said you I started at the bottom too. I started doing stuff for free because I wanted to learn systems and it's amazing now as I'm making money through my content and coaching and just really having a wealth of um, of content to pull from a lot of my friends who started businesses um, they don't have that they they were making the one two three money you know like one hour two hour three hour money but they hadn't developed a a, a database or you know like a, a bullpen of content and and knowledge uh, from early on so now I have like all of these things I can do and But like you, I started off doing small jobs and things that I felt were beneath, you know, not beneath, but, you know, didn't really use me to my maximum potential. And, but I learned and I took that time to learn. And that's such a valuable lesson that you just shared because I think, like you said, a lot of people want to go from zero to 60 and it's not... (laughs) That's not how this works, like that commercial, yeah. you know, for Facebook. That's not how this
1: works. <laughs> um, that's so true. And, yeah, you got to shift through the gears. And as frustrating as it can be, you know, it's just it's a learning experience.
0: It is. And we shouldn't be ashamed of it. We shouldn't be scared of it. And we shouldn't be ashamed of it. And I think so often people will ask, you know, oh, so how long have you had your business? And I think that's a that's a point of fear for people if it if it hasn't been a very long time um, or if it has been a long time and they're not where they want to be in their business. But I think if we are really on our true path, you know, it just takes as long as it takes. And, you know, you just keep chugging along at it. I think it's when we get into we want our money right now, that's when people start to really feel you're not authentic and you're just in it for yourself.
1: Oh, for sure. I even had a client early on who was younger and, you know, he would always try to overcompensate with being super professional, but the authenticity and the vulnerability and the youthfulness is really what sold him. And I said, you know, if you start just like using that and being you and stop trying to overcompensate with, like, these industry standards, it's amazing how much well-received it was, right? Mm -hmm. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So true. So during your rebuild, what did you learn about yourself that's sort of helping you now in your business?
1: Oh, my gosh. What didn't I learn about myself? (laughs) That's a really good question. I'm a strong woman. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's true. Um, I learned that I can kind of overcome anything, right? And support myself. <laughs> she wants to talk too. That's okay. Um, let her on. Yeah, A future entrepreneur. So I, she, seriously, she will be too. She's brilliant. Okay. Um, for me, I think, like, I learned that I, I am, like you said, a strong woman and that I also can tap into my network and my resources to rebuild, right? And once you do it, I feel like you can do it as many times as you need to. Mm-hmm. But I realized, like, I can come from scratch and and build a business and a life for myself and um, ultimately for for my daughter and that you can use the negative things like we were talking in the beginning to kind of catapult you in a new direction Mm -hmm. and I think we're all constantly evolving and constantly changing and I see so many people who say you know oh I I said I was going to be this or I wanted to be this but it's not serving me anymore but because I said that and I was doing it I have to stay in that role. Right. Right. I don't think that's true. Um, I think that you can change your mind and reinvent yourself at any point in time. And the only rules and limitations you have are the ones that you place on yourself. So true. And, there's just so many avenues you can take if you stop being so like tunnel vision focused and you start looking at the big picture. Like for me, um, one of the courses I'm creating right now with the best friend that I had mentioned is actually like a course to teach people how to get started as VAs. Mm. Because we started to realize like there's so many people who have a hard time really like figuring out where to start online or mm-hmm. women who could make money part-time from home or full-time or want to stay home with their children and I'm like even though that's not the path for me anymore I know that I have these resources and things that can help other people right. and I feel like it's my duty because it literally saved my life right. to give back in a way. So. I don't know if you take those sorts of roles and the things that happen, and you start to f- realize like, okay, this is a gift and this is a message that I need to share, yes. and you stop trying to follow what everyone else is doing. Like life gets a lot easier. So that's it another so thing I've learned. Gets like. Easier. Yeah, just being in flow instead of trying to be perfect. Like, you might screw things up. You might change directions. You might do things differently. You might change your mind a hundred million times. But just taking the action and showing up every day, you'll start to get somewhere.
0: You are, girl, you, I tell you, you could preach on that. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) There. (laughs) I had I I've told this story before, but um I mean my whole journey to where I am today is a long one. But I just remember in a networking event, um, uh, a good friend of mine was there and there was another lady who knew that I did another business. And I remember we were at a, a chamber meeting and I remember my girlfriend um, came back to me later and said that the other lady said, Oh, she's never gonna be successful because she can't decide what she wants to do and in my mind I thought you know, well, first of all, my reply was, "Well, tell her, you know, I'm sorry, I'm a talented person, and she doesn't have very many skills, but I can do a lot of things." But um, you go, girl. Yeah, but you know what? I what what that you know when I looked back on that and I thought about that a little bit, you know, I realized everything I've done, whether you know someone thought it was you know a harebrained idea or not. It all, in my mind, went together. I just wanted to make people look and feel their best. I wanted them to be attracted to the people they were trying to attract. I mean, that is like the, the bare bones of what I love to do. And um, I just remember thinking, well, I'm doing, this, I'm doing the same thing, so I really don't see where she sees something different. But the point I'm making is it takes your passion a little bit of time mm-hmm. to reach its purpose, right? Like you have this thing in you that you love and you want to do, and sometimes it takes you going through a bunch of different things and changing your mind and, you know, having a bunch of different businesses and changing directions. And sometimes it just takes that. And I call it your passion's journey towards its purpose because we, we have a passion. Wow. And, you know, it's 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 stated everywhere that we all have a purpose. And so it just stands to reason that what is in us so deeply and so just ingrained in us, that passion we have, you know, we should allow it to follow its journey towards the purpose what do you think
1: uh, that is such a good way to say it and i love that you brought that up because it's been you know the same thing for me like i knew i wanted to own my own business right and i knew that um i wanted something flexible on my own terms and i knew that i wanted to help women do be and have everything right mm-hmm, and so the mm-hmm. only thing i could think of is like a 1920 year old girl is like oh. I guess I could go to hair school, right? And like make women feel pretty, and maybe that would give them some sort of empowerment. Mm -hmm. But I always like to write, I always like to travel. So, like, that sort of niche just didn't really maybe fit me the best. And even though I was really good at it, which I think we can get so caught up in, I knew it wasn't ultimately the way I wanted to live out my life, right? right. I didn't want to be stuck at a location-based business. I didn't want to be surrounded with women who really just cared, like, if their bangs were trimmed, right? Like that, <laughs> exactly. I was I was trying to fulfill. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people are so good at that and they thrive in that world. That's but their passion. But for me, I felt... Yeah, exactly. I felt like a deeper soul's calling, and I just couldn't quite figure out how to get there. And now, like, with this online business, like, I get to write every day. I get mm-hmm. to be location Um, based like I can I can work from virtually anywhere with internet I get Mm -hmm. to connect with other people on a deeper level and I get to empower women to be do and have everything that they want so even though some people might be like oh my god but she was doing hair and then she was doing this and then Mm -hmm. she was doing that it's so confusing for them like you said for me it's the same thing it's just like okay I started on that path and it wasn't quite quite right so let me adjust a little bit so the picture don't you for find me out my life was the thing.
0: But don't you find that and sometimes just everything that I've done, if, you, if I look back at everything, my marketing degree, my cosmetology license, selling Premier Designs jewelry, having a women's consignment business, styling women, you know, wardrobe styling, to the brand personification coaching that I do, I need all that stuff to make me successful oh, at yeah. what I'm doing right now. Like I use every single one of those tools, every single one. Whether I'm, you know, so I I feel like we need them. And in order for us to be our best and like really use our purpose and fulfill our purpose to the maximum, we have to allow our passion to go through its journey because we're going to need everything it's going through. Ultimately,
1: I think, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you because even the smallest things that I learned throughout those journeys in different places in my life they taught me so many things like I remember in hair I learned how to operate a business from the inside Mm -hmm. out like do the bookkeeping and the inventory Mm -hmm. and dealing with people and dealing with clients and unhappy clients and then with my spouse, um, who disappeared and all mm-hmm, of that, mm-hmm. he was an entrepreneur. So I learned about being an entrepreneur and running your own business and how to build and grow something from nothing. And then, you mm-hmm. know, you go through all these journeys and they all connect together. Mm-hmm. Like I read this book once called, um, it was called Dying to Be Me. And this woman has a near death experience, right? And she's looking at her life um, from afar. And she says that it was like a tapestry. An Everything she'd done and every person she'd met was like a thread that was interwoven, making this bigger tapestry. And I feel like that's really all of us. If you think about it, every person you meet, everything you do, it's not accident. It's all creating one big picture. You just can't always see it. That's kind of why, like, even in me saying, like, I'm a success coach, like, what does that mean? I feel like I could say business coach, right, or business strategist Mm -hmm. or uh, life coach or whatever. But I think ultimately your life reflects your business and your business reflects your life. Like Mm -hmm. they might be separate, but they're actually interwoven. Like the same boundaries I have. Problems, establishing in personal relationships are all also the same things I'm tested in business relationships and vice versa. So I think, you know, you ultimately need to create a business that fits in the type of lifestyle you want and vice versa. So I think really it's transcending both of those things.
0: Guys, what she just defined was brand personification, and that is why we're here, and that is why she's awesome and on this podcast, because she just said (laughs) exactly what the entire point of this podcast is about. Your life reflects your business, and your business reflects your life, and if you can tap into those what's and why's and how's of who you are, those same what's and why's and how's can be added to your business and, again, make you successful. That's what she's talking about. She's a success coach. And so she's sharing with people this whole concept that you are not separate from your business. If you if you do this thing right, you can do it authentically and without competition because there's nobody else but you. There's only you. There's only one you.
1: Yeah, it really does, and like even if you're teaching the same things that maybe other people are, right, because none of us are reinventing the wheel, we are all just finding our specific message that we want to convey with the world, and no one can say it and do it the way that you do, so exactly. even if it's a saturated industry, like the world still needs you, right,
0: exactly. because if
1: everyone looked at the market and said, oh, that's already done, we would all quit before we even got started, because they there essentially is nothing new. There's just spin offs of what came before. It, it's just so interesting when you start actually picking a niche and who you ultimately really want to work with, who it lights you up to be around, your work becomes fun. And yes, you might lose out on some business, but the business that comes around that's actually for you will always be easier, more fulfilling, and they will be more than happy to pay you for your gifts. So it's not about it's just about attracting the right people
0: that is awesome guys and that is a perfect place to sort of end this podcast but before we go I want to know a few things from you Danielle I want to know what if anything do you have coming up in your business that we can point people to but before you answer guys I want to remind you that over in the kitchen the PBN Style Kitchen, that's where I give away all of our goodness. You have to be over there and joining us at the table. Danielle is sharing a great piece of little something-something with us over there. I want to know from you, Danielle, what, what do you have coming up in your business? What can we look for from you online, or um, do you have anything going on in California that maybe listeners in California can come out
1: to? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a lot going on. I'm kind of one of those people where I, I constantly like to be creating and doing things. And so sometimes <laughs> I try to do them all at once. But no, I have to, I have my book coming out in 2018 in February, which will be really yeah. cool um, that you had mentioned. And then Um, my girlfriend and I are building that course for women who want to be VAs online or want to work from home part or full time. So that's going to be coming out soon. And that's really just to give back to the community that really led me to what I'm doing now. Um, And ultimately, you know, I'm just really starting to put together more courses. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm going to be trying to automate and teach women how to build their first online business and how to kind of get their message out there in a way that works for them um and that also includes some of the boring like tech stuff because as Mm -hmm. much as I hate to admit it I am kind of a nerd and I'm really good (laughs) at that kind of thing Um, so I just want to help women get their messages out there I want to help them get their their message into the world and so that's really what I'm going to be focusing on the end of this year and beginning of next year
0: that is awesome. And, guys, what we'll do is I will make sure that I add on the podcast page um, the title of Danielle's book and, again, when it will be available for purchase along with all of her social media contact information, her website address so that you can go check her out and see all that she yeah. has to offer. Um, but, um, guys, we really want to give uh, Miss Danielle a hand clap because she did an awesome job, and we really appreciate her being on the podcast today. Danielle, thank you so very much. Um guys, if you have thank any you. questions for Danielle or anything, hit us up in the kitchen and I'll make sure she gets those answers for you. Um but until yeah, next I, time, guys, I
1: did create um something really cool specifically she for sure your did. People in the
0: she kitchen, showed me. So. And it's gonna be in the kitchen. So you gotta go check it out. I'm excited to share that with you guys. All right. Danielle, thank you again so much. We really appreciate you being on the podcast today and guys all of you listeners, till the next time, have a wonderful, wonderful Don't day. Don't
1: forget to join Andrea over on
0: our websites, where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AFPatrickConsult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AFPatrick, and Instagram at AFPatrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.